Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that today's message will challenge and inspire you to pursue Jesus and to love people to life. Hey, this morning, I'm, I'm excited about today, uh, what I'm going to share with you, because, you know, 2020 has been a rough year, but I really tr- truly believe that 2021 is going to be a year of harvest for people in the church. I really believe that. I believe God's going to do some miraculous things through the, and in the church. And I, I just want to encourage you in that this morning. Uh, some of you have been praying for years for your loved ones, for your kids, for your spouse, for other needs in your life. I want to tell you this morning, with all the faith that you can, trust that this is going to be a year of harvest. That God's going to do something different in our lives. And I believe God's going to do something different through the church this year as never before. As, see, I'm still believing. I told you what, when I came here over 23 years ago. I felt God was spoke to my heart. He was going to use this church as a catalyst for renewal and revival in this area. I still believe that, and I believe God's going to do it. And it could be this year. We don't know. It could be at, mom, at any moment. But the thing about it is, you've planted seed throughout your life. You've been praying for people. You've been st- witnessing to people. You've been trying to minister to people. And you've planted seeds, and you continue to plant seeds. And here's the thing. Jesus talks about this whole mystery of the seed. And look with me in Mark chapter 4, verse 26. Jesus also said, The kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Now, if you scatter seed on the ground, how many expect, what do you expect if you put seed on the ground? You expect for something to produce, right? And if, we th- if we're throwing out seed and we're saying, Well, I wonder if that has ever happened. Hey, we, th- we should be throwing our seed out in faith, believing God's going to bring a return. Amen. That God's going to bring a return to it. And he says, so the farmer scatters on the ground night and day while he's asleep or awake. The seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. And then it's verse 28 says the earth produces a, the crop on its own. First, the leaf blade pushes through. Then the head of the wheat is, are formed and finally the grain. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests with a sickle. The harvest time has come. And I, I read that because you've planted, many people in the church, you've planted seed. You've planted seed in your kids. You've planted seed in your coworkers. You've planted seed in, in your loved ones. There's things you, that you have in your heart that God's promised you. And it's like a seed there. And God want, God's one that brings the production. Amen. And so what I want to encourage you today is to know that don't give up on the seed. Don't give up on the seed that you've planted. Because God is going to bring a harvest. As many of you prayed and, and you shared your faith, like I said, you planted seed. And at times you see a glimpse of something and all of a sudden it, it goes away. But I want to tell you what the Word of God says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. It says this, So let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those of the family of faith. Church, Paul's encouraging the Galatians not to give up and doing what's right. You've planted seed. Don't give up on that seed. Stand in faith and believe in faith that God's going to save that husband. God's going to save that wife. God's going to save that, that child that's in rebellion. God's going to do a work in, in your life. God's going to turn things around because I believe this year is truly the year of harvest for the church as we move into 2021. Let me ask you this. Do you, do you have a vision for a great harvest? Do you have a vision for a great harvest? 
He says, where there's no revelation or divine, some translation divine guidance, the people cast off restraints. In other words, they go wild. But when you have a vision, when you have a vision from God that you can hang on to, that something God's planted in your heart, I tell you, church, it brings, it brings joy, it brings excitement into your life. See, the loved ones you've been praying for, can you, can you see them coming to Christ? Can you see them coming to Christ this year? The people that you've been loving on, can you see them coming to Christ? Can you see the, your spouse, your kids coming to Christ? Can you see the one who's been addicted to alcohol and drugs? Can you see them coming to Christ this year? That's a vision for the harvest. See, when the farmer plants the seed, he's looking for the day of harvest. He, he's, ta- he's planted that seed. He's expecting to receive something back. And I believe, church, as you plant a seed, you should be believing God for something in return. Can you see revival sweeping across the, our nation? Can you, do you have a vision to see that this morning, church? I want to challenge you. If you don't have that type of vision, ask God to open your eyes that you can see wonderful things. Ask God to give you faith to believe that th- those things you've been praying for will really happen. Do you have a vision for a great harvest? Secondly, do you have a hope for a great harvest? Not just a vision, but you have a hope. Listen to what it says. In Proverbs 13, uh, 12, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. How many know there's a lot of people sick in our world because they've lost all hope today? But church, I haven't lost hope in the promises God has given me. I have not lost hope. I'm excited about that. And I'm looking for the day of that fulfillment. And what a day of rejoicing that will be. Amen? See, church, we need to remember that God doesn't always do things our way. A lot of times we're looking for the harvest. If you're looking for the harvest, don't say, God, it's got to be a certain way. How many of God doesn't operate in the same way we operate? God doesn't do things the way we do. And see, we can't put God in a box and say, God, you have to do it this way. We can't do that. We have to trust God and believe God and have faith in God to do that. Because look at what he says. And he, he, he uses the word of Isaiah 55, talking about his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. He said, the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground and water the earth that causes the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the eater. But look what he says in in verse 11. It is the same with my word. It is the same with my word. I send it out and and it will always produce fruit. I will accomplish all that I want. It will accomplish all that I want it to. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. Keep that in your heart, church. God's put a word in your heart. God's put something in your heart. And it's there. And you know it's God. Hang on to that. God will bring a harvest. And I believe some of us, I believe this year is truly going to be a year of harvest for the church. I believe more souls are going to be saved. I believe more lives are going to be changed. I believe God's going to do a greater work. And we're going to be able to even put more missionaries out on the field. And do a, plant, do a lot of good stuff for the kingdom of God. Because this, this, listen, how many know God is not hindered by our circumstances here on earth right now? That doesn't, that doesn't bother him one bit. He knows how to work in the midst of turmoil. He knows how to work when you, can, when you look around and see all you can see is just busted up things and broken things. God sees beyond that. And we got to have a vision to see what God sees. 
Jesus said he was going to build his church and the gates of hell would not be able to stand against the church. We have to have faith that God is going to do what he said. Faith that God is going to do what he says. Matter of fact, Hebrews 11.1, everybody knows that scripture. says faith is confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Now, my faith is based not just on faith. My faith is based on the word of God. Amen. That's where faith has to be based on. I, had, I heard someone uh, a while back, he described faith this way. Tr uh, faith, trusting in something you cannot explicitly prove. I don't have proof of it, but I, I trust him. Only thing, I have God's word. I, ca I can't prove to you that God, God is real, but you know what? He's real to me. But the Holy Spirit can show you he's real. Amen. But see, trusting God and, and, and just hanging on to God. See, what, what's crazy in one season, this person said, what's crazy in one season will be, will be counted as faith in another. Has anybody said something in faith? You say, I, God's going to do something, and you go, ah, oh, that sounds crazy. Anybody ever been there? I mean, I remember when I first came here over 23 years ago, I mean, we had a, we had a debt on the old building. It was about a quarter million dollars. And I, I said, hey, we're going we're gonna to pay this thing off in less than two years. And there were some that there's no way. Less than two years, we paid it off. I mean, it was crazy when I said it, but I was believing God for it to happen. And you know what? Then we got to the place we began to grow, and we talked about building this new building. People are like, that, that's crazy. That's never going to... I had people actually tell me, that's never going to happen. It's never going to take place. We're, it's not just... Here we are today. It was crazy back then, but it's, it's okay today. It's faith. Amen? So think about that. See... It's crazy faith until it happens. You know, just let me, let me give you another illustration. I remember a number of years ago, we were trying to get raised just $100,000 for missions. People said, that's correct. There's no way you're ever going to do it. I remember saying, we're going to raise $200,000 for missions. I, I, I had people like, there's no way. There's no way. I saw the looks on people's faces. They like, yeah, right. Well, we did it. I said, we're going to raise, uh, raise $275,000 last year. People go, yeah. We raised $380,000 last year. This year I said $400,000. People are like, are you real? for real? We're $446,000. It was crazy until it happens. Amen? It's crazy until it happens. See, God, and let me just share. You know, we, we, I tell this story a lot of times to people. Um, and they just, they, they, they're just overwhelmed. We bought this piece of property years ago at around 2000, 2004, uh, four, we started building 2005. We bought, we bought 15 acres of land here. And the, 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 the owner of the property gave us such a great deal on the property that I gave him a letter thanking him for his, his, his gift to the church. He used it as a tax write-off. A few years later, he came back to me and says, I need another tax write-off. i got more land. It's contiguous to the property here, and I want to give the church another piece of land. He said, I'll pay for the closing, and I'll pay for all the surveying fees. I said, okay. So he gave us more property. A few years later, he came back and said, I need another tax write-off. He said, i got more property I want to give you. He paid everything he wants again. He did, just a few years ago, he sold the store right up here, and he subdivided this last parcel of land off. He came to me and says, Gary, he said, I want to give that property to the church. He says, I'll, I'll pay everything. You don't have to worry about anything. Just, I just send me a letter of a donation. 
Today, we have almost 40 acres of land that we have here, and 15 of it is all we bought. I mean, that, 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 it was crazy. But God's, God's got a plan. I really believe that. It's almost like God's got a plan in what he's doing. Amen? You know, you think about this, church. Really, think about this. And, and I, sh- I shared this a few weeks ago. We set a budget for our general fund income this year. Our budget was to see $969,000 come in by the, by the end of December this year. Back in October, we had already exceeded that. We had already exceeded it. And now these last two months, we don't know. God, God's doing some great stuff. And see, God said he, I, God spoke to my heart. He's going he's to use this church. And I believe he's setting us up for that purpose. I really believe that. See, it's impossible, the word of God says, to please God without faith. Faith. Anyone who wants to, wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he has rewarded those who sincerely seek him. So church, do you have faith for a great harvest? Are you willing to do what is expected for you to do to receive the harvest? How many of you, the farmer, what does he have to do to protect the harvest? He has to take care of it. He has to work the field. He has to, if there's bugs, he, he puts pesticides, whatever, and he takes care of it and he guards it. And this is the thing with us. We have to take that which God has promised us. And no matter how the enemy tries to come against us and say, well, that's never going to happen or that's never going to happen. You got to stand on the promise of God that God has placed in you. And sometimes people will look at you like you're crazy, but you're still going to stand in faith because you know what God has spoken to your heart. We, we live this life by faith in the Son of God. We don't live it on a natural realm. It's, it's too bad many of us try to live it in the natural realm. But this is a walk of faith that God has called us to. He said, we live by faith, not by sight. Amen? Amen. I mean, so church, I, I have an excitement in my heart for this upcoming year. And I believe God's going to do some uh, miraculous things. See, and our faith needs to correspond with our works. Amen? See, faith, faith without works, I mean, we have to do our part in the harvest. The, the, the harvester that Jesus talked about, remember he said he sent out, he went out and, and he cut the wheat down. He didn't wait to say, oh, I, I hope somebody brings that in. I hope somebody goes out and does that work for me. No, God says we have to do that work. We still have to go out and bring the harvest in. We still have to go out and bring, bring the people in. We still have to go out and touch people's lives. Amen we got to go out and do the work that God has called us to do. we gotta, we got to go to work. Let me just say this. I want us to make 2020 the year that your vision becomes a reality. Your vision becomes a reality. The seed that God's dropped in your heart, it, it comes to, to fruition this year. I just want to share with you just to, in these next few moments. I'm excited about the new year. I'm excited for what, not about what's going on politically and all that junk. I'm excited about what God's going to do. In church, there's so much more that we have to do. There's so much more we have to do. I was just thinking even last night, and I was writing these things down. I, th- I think about new campuses that need to be opened. That's in my heart. I'm not done yet. God's not done yet. God's got work for us to do. There's new campuses that need to be started. There's more missionaries that need to be sent. I mean, the world, there's people that still have not heard the gospel yet that need somebody sent to them. There's, uh, there's unreached people groups that need somebody sent to them. 
I want to be one of those that's sending somebody to those unreached people groups. There's, there's a city right here in our own town, Manchester, Auburn, all, and all around, that need people to reach out and begin to bring in the harvest. There's more people to be reached. There's families that need to be healed. There's outreach opportunities, especially when I think about the West Side. I, I, I'm so excited about that. And maybe some of you haven't heard this, but re- just recently, the district gave us that building debt-free on the West Side now. Just handed it over to us. It's ours. And we're looking forward to making that uh, where we can do some outreach ministry in such a way that can change a, a, an entire community. You say, can one church be able to do that? Yes. The body, nothing's impossible with God. All things are possible. Amen? There's, uh, there, there's outreach ministries that need to be done. There's, there's families that, need, like I said, need to be healed. These things will be done not by might and not by our power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. Church, I don't know about you, but I really am excited about what God's doing in this day and time. And I want you to believe God for the harvest this year for your life. The seed's been planted, and it's growing. And I believe it's already popped through the ground. I believe it's growing, and it's, it's ripened to harvest. But church, we are the harvesters today. Amen? We got to go out and bring it in. We can't wait for people just to walk through the doors, because that's not happening in America. It's not happening in many places. But you know what? God can use us to bring in the harvest and I, I'm not discouraged this morning. I'm not, I'm not down about it. I'm looking forward to 2021. I really am. And, I, and I've got a vision for the future for what God wants to do. And I want to encourage you today. I want you to have faith for a great harvest. I want you to have hope for a great harvest. I want you to have a vision for a great harvest. Because God's going to do something miraculously. I really believe that. Amen? I believe he's going to do that. But we've got to do our part. Like I said, we've got to do our part by, by reaching other people. Matter of fact, listen to what James, James puts it this way. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? What kind of faith say, that, that, or that, can that kind of faith save anyone? No. Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye, and have a great day. Stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? Think about that for a moment. Our, we say we have faith. Let's put action to our faith, amen? Put action to our faith by going out and being the harvesters that God has called us to be. The, the harvest is there. Will you get up and go get it? How many know the fruit's not going to jump off the vine? What happens if you leave fruit on the vine too long? It rots. It starts decaying and it falls off. And it's lost. But he says we have to have, our works have to coincide with our faith. They work together. Amen? So the harvest can't be brought in unless we're willing to bring it in. Amen, church? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless if not. I don't want to waste the harvest. 
I know, I know looking around our society, looking at everything, we can say, man, I don't know. This is just, I don't know. If, how can God do that? Have you ever noticed how God moves when people are under persecution? You know, like in Iran, we're, we, we're partnered with Heart, Heart for Iran. Here's the amazing thing. They've had over, in Iran, they've had over 30-something thousand people come to Christ in, in churches, home churches. Because they can't publicly worship. It's amazing. It's amazing what God is doing. And you know what the, the, main, the amazing thing to me was? The age groups of people that are coming to Christ. It wasn't the older people. It was the, the 20s and 30 group that are turning to Christ during this time. Church, there is a harvest out there. And we're the harvesters today. Some of those dreams you've been praying for, some of those people you've been praying for, maybe you need to go talk to them again. Maybe they weren't open to, to you a year ago, but something's happened in their life and gives you opportunity to go share. Amen? So I encourage you today. Know that God is on the throne. He's never left it. And he is still working miraculously behind the scenes. Even when you don't see him working, remember the... the uh, even when you don't see it, he's still working. Even when you don't feel it, he's still working. Even when we don't understand it, he's still working. God is still in control. And my trust is in him. And he wants, he wants to do great things through the church. I really believe that. This year is going to be a year of harvest. I pray that you, you're open to that and you can see that. And you be, begin to develop a vision for what God wants to use you and how God wants to use you. Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that this message encouraged and inspired you in your journey with Christ. For more information, you can visit our website at th.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Tower Hill NH. To give online, you can go to th.church giving. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.